live and welcome to a very, very special episode. It's happy anniversary, Super Nintendo. It is the 30-year anniversary, close to the time you're hearing this, of when the Super Nintendo came out in North America. I am Mike Elberton, and who's with me tonight? I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Michael K. Hughes. Oh, that is accurate. Because uh, it came out in August 23rd, you'll be hearing this, hearing this a few days before August 23rd. We wanted this up and ready to go for the anniversary. Yeah, so you guys can hear our takes on some of our favorite games on the system. And then a bunch of the games that everyone's favorite games <laughs> on the system. So this will be kind of like our normal, it'll be like a top 10, but we're going to do a little differently than normal top 10s. We want to celebrate the anniversary of this great system. So first we should say, what is the first game that you remember playing, Mike, on this system? I got the pack-in Super Nintendo that had a Donkey Kong Country in it. So that was okay. absolutely my first. I would say you played a really good game when you started. Bill might say differently. Uh, but It's it's fine. I don't think it's quite as solid these days as it was then. No, but still, I still like it from what I remember when we played it last. Yeah, that's fine. That was back in November of last year. If you want to go back and listen to that one, don't have the number in front of me, but... <laughs> That probably would have been a good idea to get some numbers to these games. Yeah, so much work. <laughs> oh, we got time for that. And <laughs> uh, the first game that I ever had from Nintendo was Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh, nice. That's what my, my mom bought me from Nintendo, and it didn't come with a packing game, so she bought me that game. And I couldn't get anywhere in that game because <laughs> I was like, I think I was six or something. I, no, if it came out in 19... 19- Super Nintendo came out in 1991. I was born in 87. I don't think I got it right away. So I've been five or six, let's say, and I could not do it. <laughs> yeah, it's that's tough. It's good. I really like that game for what it is. It's just it's a rough one. And then she bought me Turtles in Time because she felt bad that I couldn't play the game. She just bought me. That is a much better game. Yes. And that's the one of the games that has stuck with me, which is all my life, because it was something that I also played with my dad a bunch. So that was another reason why and played with a friend. Like, it was a game that and it's an easy pickup game. Mm hmm. Still couldn't beat it for years because I suck at video games. <laughs> <laughs> it's still one of my favorites. That's great. So what we're going to do, is we're, we have a we, we did three different lists. Me and Mikey each picked a list of our top ten. And then we also did a collective uh, top ten. So kind of what we're going to do, first I'll mention one of the collective ones that we'll talk about. Then we'll kind of go through our, and then we'll go through our list and back and forth. So the first one that we decided together, or were, <laughs> it just is, <laughs> decided by the collectible of the world. Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island as being one of the best games on the system. Oh, and this I completely agree with. I we did, a, we did an episode of this game on the show. <laughs> I really should look these up. And it's a game that has always stuck with me. I got it when I was a kid at some point. I don't remember why I got it. Probably because it was Mario. And is, there were times I didn't like the game because, again, I didn't like it. <laughs> but it is such a good game. We, when we played it back for the show... I had a blast going through it again, and this time I was able to really, you know, enjoy it for what it was and not be let down. Where, like, I think when I played this game as a kid, I wasn't as into it as much because I'm like, I want to play as Mario. I want yeah. I don't want to do this. And uh, I might get some flack for this. That game has the best soundtrack out of any Mario game. Uh, it's phenomenal. I can't comment. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we know. We know how you are with music, but uh, it's... It's such a good one to go back to. Like, I've watched two separate YouTubers play through it in the last couple months just because uh, it's a it's a classic for a reason. I mean, it's all such a such a, you know, different take. Also, episode 35 is Joe Chavin. If you want to hear us talk about it, at least one of us talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was looking over the collective list. All but two of these 10 games are on the show or have been on the show. <laughs> we'll change that eventually, I'm sure. 
Oh, it just—I mean, just such a different game and how it changed up the whole. You know, leave it to Nintendo to do what Nintendo does and change everything. You know, they had the—they didn't go. They could have easily just made another game like Super Mario World. No, but nope, they had to do something completely different because that's Nintendo. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think the original conception was it was going to be basically Super Mario World Two. I mean, that's what it's called, but <laughs> it was going to be more of the same. You know, I'm glad that we got something that wasn't the same. You know, I would love the same, but this game is, especially when I went back to it when, played it, when I played it for the show, it really stuck with me and it made me really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And what is you, what are one of your top ten? One of mine? Oh, geez, where to even start with this thing? Wherever you uh, Let's get Mega Man X3 out of the way because that's what? one that I'm... <laughs> Of the original, well, yeah, the original 3X games, this was the one that I played the most. I think it was the only one I actually owned for the longest time, which is, I've said on the show before, this is one of the ones that a a quote-unquote friend stole from me back in the day, which really sucks now because it's one of the the highest-pricing games on the the library. But I don't know, there's just, there's more to collect in it, so it feels like a bigger game. But I do get why people like one, not so much two more. But <laughs> we we did not enjoy two when we played it for the show. We really didn't. <laughs> I think Bill was a little more positive on it than we were, but we just shitted on that game if I remember correctly. And it has been a while since I played X3. I'm hoping it's still I'm hoping it's still one of my top ten Super it's Nintendo. It's one games. of the games that I completely have missed from the Super Nintendo era and have never gotten around to yet. It's been on my list to play for years i have owned other copies of it like the anniversary collection or not the x collection or the x collection on ps4 but i've just never gotten around to it yet mm-hmm. i keep telling myself one day i'm gonna play it one day yeah someday it'll be on the show yeah it was supposed to be on the show a couple times but it's just we just don't do it mm-hmm. it'll happen all right now one of my uh so i'm gonna start one of my weird ones on this list uh skull jager revolt of the westicans <laughs> I've heard, heard of this, this game. I have. <laughs> probably through Sinestron. Yeah, he probably. So this is a game that on the cover has a guy with an with like a hole for an eye, big ugly face right on the cover. It, it came with an instruction book that was a giant comic book type thing that explained the whole story of the game and how you're leading the revolution. At one point, you're you're on a ship throwing boxes in the water. Hmm, that's weird. <laughs> like a reference to history there. And it, it's a game that always stuck with me. Not that it's a good game. I don't think it's a good game. I haven't played it in years. And I'm pretty sure it's a shitty game. But the instruction book with this 80-page story stuck with me. And my dad loved watching me play this game all the time. Because he, he would watch me play the RPG, but he's like, oh, those are boring. This is more in- entertaining. Because this, t- you know, you're running through a game and you're killing things. And you're, you eat different fruits that give you abilities. Or you can shoot, like you can use one fruit to make yourself go all the way up in the air. Like, you're, like you have bubblegum. Some kind of fizzy lifting drink. It's there's some really weird shit in this game, but it's it's I really liked it. It's just a, it's just a, it's a side scroller platformer, and you just fight a bunch of odd looking Spanish Inquisition type enemies that are around for a long time, and you fight <laughs> the same boss over and over again, but he keeps like getting more injured as you fight him. Interesting. It's it's a weird ass game. This is it's definitely one that I've not played. I want to say it's worth playing, but I haven't played it in so long that I can't really like. I know I've tried it on emulator before. Like I actually own a copy of this, but I've tried emulation and I I don't think I've ever gotten very far because I've just like this is stupid. So <laughs> so it's gonna be a mini someday. Maybe yeah. I don't think it'd be a full episode. I do want to replay it just because I want to. I mean, come on now. There's nobody. You, how many episodes are there out of any podcast? People talking about Skull Jager. Uh, not many. I'm gonna guess single digits probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one as day. many as many people as talked about Cubivore. 
<laughs> Not very many, actually. So yeah, that is one of my top ten. And that will bring us back to the collective. So the next one that we have in the collective is a game that would have been on both our lists, I'm sure, if we didn't have the collective. TMT4, Turtles in Time. Oh, absolutely. One of the, the best Super Nintendo games, easily? It's Yeah, one of the top two beat-em-ups of all time, the other one being Streets of Rage 2, which I'm sure Greg Stewart would <laughs> agree with. <laughs> but uh, Oh, yeah, man, this, this is another great soundtrack. It's another one that I'll just pop in from time to time because you can run through it in about a half an hour. So there's no reason not to just fire it up when there's nothing else to do. And this came, that came out in 92. I actually have not played it since we did since I did it for the show. I have not played it again. Wow. I was yeah, going to. <laughs> I probably played every three or four months, just run through it one or two times, just because. I mean, yeah, I haven't played since episode 44. I just, I mean, it's a game that, again, that stuck with me so much. I remember having my friends come over and we would play it. I remember, I just, it was something I played all the time as a kid, and I... You're right, it's still a great game. Except mm. I'm not a fan of the when they did the remake, the reshell oh, thing. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> I own that for a little bit on my I didn't buy it. It was on my on, I bought a PS3 from somebody and he had it on there. I uninstalled it like an idiot at one point because I was trying to make room, but I remember being really dumb. Oh yeah. They changed it so you can attack in all eight directions. And just that alone I felt broke the, the game and made it less fun somehow. <sighs> I don't I don't remember anything about it. I just remember I didn't like it. But again, a Turtles game where you get to go through time in different eras and you fight one of my favorite villains in Turtles. You fight Leatherhead on a train. Like, <laughs> and when you kill him, he does the thriller dance. So it's great. <laughs> and that came out in 1992. Remember when Konami used to make games? Yeah. Remember when they used to make good games and not Metal Gear Survive? You know, every time you mention I want to play it. <laughs> you really don't. Yes, I do. I'm, no. I'm weird like that. You don't want to do that. All right, and I think is it. I forgot already what order we go on. Do I? Uh, it doesn't matter. We'll get through okay. them all eventually. I'll, I'll, I'll mention my next one. Uh, next one that I want to mention on my list is X Men Mutant Apocalypse. <laughs> Knew that was coming at some point. <laughs> it's. I played it a couple years ago again. It came out in 1994. Also made by Capcom because Capcom. And this is a game that I. I want. I mean, I was already introduced to X Men because of the '90s cartoon, but this game made me really like the X Men even more. And I, it was a friend of mine who lived down, who was older than me, who lived near the neighborhood, and we used to go over to his house, and he would, and he had this game, and he would play it sometimes. And this is one of the games that introduced me to some of the some of the X Men characters that I'm familiar: with. Omega Red, the Brood, Tusk, just a bunch of Apocalypse. Like this is the game that really <laughs> introduced me to him. <laughs> he's a boss. He's a dumbass character, but he's a boss. And it was it was this game that did it. And I mean, again, a game you get to play as five different X-Men. I mean, even though I don't know why Psylocke is on here, I'm not complaining, but I don't know why she's on here since she wasn't on the cartoon or anything else. I feel like the time, maybe she's in the comics, which I wasn't reading, of course. No, I'm sure she was in the comics at the very least, but <sighs> they had to get that female quota in there, and I don't know why they don't just, they could just use Storm like they do in every other X-Men game. And then Storm might have been in the water swimming only for her levels, and we don't want that. <laughs> God, that game's bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that game is awful. I don't care what Kenneth says. <laughs> that game is not good. No, I've had people tell me Spider-Man X-Men is a good game, but it's not true. Besides Kenneth, I've had other people tell me that it, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's a terrible game. I think that was another one I actually owned, and I don't know that I ever beat a single stage out of it. I rented it a bunch of times, but never got anywhere because the game is terrible. All right, what is what, another one from your top ten? Let's talk about Kirby Superstar, which I know you haven't played... No, I have but not. It almost made the collective list because it seems to be one that people always bring up. 
It's just, it's like the quintessential Kirby game because it's a bunch of mini games thrown together. Well, okay. <laughs> mini games is not the right word. So uh, they're a bunch of smaller games. It's, it, uh, God damn, I can talk. I've done this before. The cover of the case actually says eight games in one, which is kind of a lie, but <laughs> <laughs> it starts off with a game called Spring Breeze, and it's a truncated version of Kirby's Dreamland 1 where you just kind of run through it. And learn the new mechanics. Because uh, this is the only game, technically, that you can make a helper character in it. So you absorb the fire ability, and then you can hit A, and it makes an enemy that'll fight with you. Kirby Star Allies kind of does something similar, but it's just different enough where I don't I don't even think they call them helper characters in that. But It's always been on my list to try. I've just... I, for some reason, have never played any... I played a little bit of Dreamland 3, but I've never really played the Kirby Super Nintendo games at all. I've always stayed away from them for some reason. Dreamland 3 is good. It introduces more animal buddies, which I'm a big fan of, but it's it's a much slower game, control-wise. I've tried it a couple times, and I could not get into it. It just did not do it for me. And Six, this game does look interesting, though. Yeah, it is. It's good. And there's the, the DS remake, too, that adds some new content. Okay. I get another system I have not played a lot of games <laughs> and Kirby games for either. Someday that'll have to change. Found that out when we did our first top ten. So I see one of the modes in here is gourmet race. Where you yeah. race King D while <laughs> eating. Yeah, it's it's just three three stages where you run and collect food and beat King DDD at a race and it birth one of the best Kirby songs of all time. <laughs> gourmet race. Okay. I definitely do want to play it someday. I just have never got around to it. Yeah, that's definitely going to end up on the show at some point. Okay. And then we'll do another one from the collective. This one's an obvious one. Super Metroid. <laughs> Episode one. Yeah, which needs to be redone because I'm sure it's bad. <laughs> that game has always stuck with me. I actually had never beaten it until I did it for the podcast. It had been one that I remember playing as a kid. I would see friends play it as a kid, but I could just never do it. I could never get very far. I could never get into it. I just, it's always been a hard game for me to to want to play. I just, I'm also not a biggest fan of it because I feel like, that it's very difficult to, if you don't know what you're doing, I feel like it's difficult at times. Even though I know the game will teach you and it shows you and it teaches you by context, I just, my dumbass brain can never figure it out very well. <laughs> I get lost. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's definitely heavy on exploration more so than other games in the genre that we kind of got used to, like Symphony of the Night. But uh, it's got the map system, which kind of helps, but it doesn't really tell you where to go. No, and I, I always had a hard time with that. Like, And also, I need my RPG elements in my Metrovania because I need to know when I get lost and I kill things, at least it's for a purpose, not just I killed it because it was in my way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that will drive me to play more a game where Metroid doesn't drive me because I'm not getting anything when I get lost. You know, yes, I'm absorbing the atmosphere. I don't care. I want my experience points. Yeah. It's definitely quality over quantity on the power-ups, too. You're not constantly getting new weapons, but you're getting new weapons that are going to help you solve puzzles, more or less. Like the Ice Beam lets you kind of climb chasms by freezing enemies and use them as platforms and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a great game. And it's one that I, now that I've played more Metro games, I really want to go back and play it again. Mm-hmm. So, we just covered Super Metroid, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And before we go on to some more, I think I should read. A, I want to read a couple comments that I got from the Super Nintendo Supergroup. Uh, first one uh, from Jason Thompson. Too many to mention because I asked everybody what their favorite Super Nintendo game is and why. Uh, Final Fight, Street Fighter, MK2, Double Dragon, Art of Fighting. 
World Heroes. I don't even know what the hell World Heroes is. Uh, is that like Peacekeepers? You know, I'm going to look that up now. Fatal Fury, com- Combat Tribes, Samurai Showdown, and the list goes on. You know, those are all fighters. So I know what kind of genre he likes a lot. Mm-hmm. World Heroes <laughs> is a Neo Geo-style fighting game. Hmm. You know, that's another thing that's very interesting about the system. I can even hear about a game I didn't even know existed. Uh, this particular one that I pulled up does not say it was on the Super Nintendo, so... I found a cartridge of it. Oh, okay. Um, it was on Super Nintendo. It just looks like another fighting game. Okay. Oh, okay, I do remember this stupid box art. <laughs> <laughs> I never played it. I never owned it. I never... But I, rem- I Okay, I probably did play it on, like, emulation or something, but I remember it. Do you have any fighters on your list, I should ask? Uh... Gonna go with no. Okay. So why don't we? <laughs> I want. I want. I mean, the Super Nintendo was also really known because it had a lot of fighting games on it. I would play some here and there, but I was never big into them. They never really won because I suck at them. So mm-hmm. they never really stuck with me. It just wasn't my thing. Did you ever get into fighters much? Not a whole lot. We played Mortal Kombat one, two, just because there was the thing that we weren't supposed to do. So of course we did it. <laughs> Uh, I had a friend that had Killer Instinct, which was kind of cool. Uh, one of the few rare games that wasn't Donkey Kong. I, I, okay, Killer Instinct is cool. I remember going to a friend's house and playing it a bunch. I was never, I was good at. It. I wasn't good at it at all, but I, that cover with with full gore on the cover always mm-hmm. stuck out. I remember also, thinking that the B Orchid was hot. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> is there a Street Fighter Alpha One? Uh, Super or just Street Fighter Alpha Two? I don't know. <laughs> the only the only Street Fighter I really played was the New Warriors that introduced Cammy and uh, T Hawk and those guys. Okay, I played a lot of Street Fighter Two and regular Street and Street Fighter Two Turbo and all those, but I never played the Alpha series. Me neither. I have absolutely no idea about. We just didn't own them. None of my friends in my circle that I hung out with had had the never had Alpha Two, so I never played it. Yeah, it looks Apparently. like it was just Alpha Two. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Street Fighter, no, Street Fighter Alpha Warriors Dream is the first game in the Street Fighter Alpha series released in 1995. I don't think it came to America, though. It was on the Game Boy Color. Oh, my <laughs> God. I can't be good. <laughs> Why would you make a game for Game Boy Color like that? That's another oh, Street Fighter. I know people like Alpha 2 a lot, but it's one of those things that I know, I know nothing about the Alpha series at all. No. Like, I didn't. It wasn't until emulation I even heard of Street Fighter Alpha 2. I still have yet to ever try it because I just don't care. Yeah, I'll have to watch some Mavic Muscles videos to catch up on the fighting, fighting games. I mean, I know of it, but again, it's it's a fighting game. So I was always away from it. Wasn't something that interested me. Street Fighter yeah. Two, I did play a lot as a kid, and I had a really hard time when I get the Bison. Oh yeah, but I also think Alpha Two is one of the parts where they start putting in the Final Fight characters, also in the Street Fighter, which would have got my interest if I'd known because I love Final Fight. <laughs> I really, really love those games. Well, just mainly two. Two is the one that stuck with me the most. I still haven't played those. You should. All right, and another one from this group, Chris Blaker, Mortal Kombat 2. It had the best atmosphere of any Mortal Kombat game, and it had just enough extras to not feel like it was bloated. It was also the last MK game before a proper combo system was implemented. It feels weird saying it now, but the combo system MK3 was too much, and I feel like it took a lot away from the game. That's part of why I've never been able to get into fighting games, just learning the combos. Like, I just like to spam. Well, not so much spam. I like to use the special moves. Same. I mean, that's why they're there. Yeah. 
I have never been good at learning combos. I, I did spend one point in my life where I tried to sit down and really, really learn, and it was tech and tag tournament. It didn't go well. <laughs> a friend of the show, Rich or Red Fox, he he was really into Tekken at a time. He was really trying to teach me how to get into it and learn combos, and I just could never do it. It's not my way of playing games. Mm-hmm. Like even play- more more recent games, I've done training things where it's like, okay, we're gonna teach you how to do this combo, and I'll try it over and over again. I just cannot get it, even in training. Yeah, and that's something that's always been an issue for me too. <laughs> I just can't do it. Yeah, and I can't. I also can't stick with one game anymore. Like I have to play many different games. I can't just play <laughs> one game. Like even the podcast, like even even before the podcast was created, I still felt the need to play different games all the time. It just got it's got to be something that really absorbs me to to stick with it anymore. I mean, I can understand that though. I mean, that's a lot of people. I think a lot of people jump on a game, jump off a game. I just I just can't. Not saying it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what is another one off your list? Uh, we'll talk about the one that I, I kind of stole. <laughs> talk about SimCity. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, because I knew it was the only one that I picked that I was worried that was going to be on both our lists. I'm like, uh, are you picking SimCity? Because I was going to pick SimCity. And uh, I've never been as far as long as we're talking about things I'm not good at. Simulation games. Like, I, I cannot budget money or any of that garbage. <laughs> So I don't know what it is about this original SimCity that that I still go back to all these years later, because this is like early, early, early 90s. 91. It came out. 91. In. 91 on the Super Nintendo. And like I bought it when it came out on WiiWare. I got the the ROM when I loaded up my PSP Go with a bunch of stuff. Like I still come back and I'll play this game for a couple hours and then put it down. I don't I really don't know what it is about it. Part of it is it that it's it's easy to get into. It's not super challenging. It's not super like you can just play the game if you're trying to max out and finish the game in quotation, which is get a metropolis, I think, or a mm-hmm. megapolis, something like that. That you have to do everything very strategically. I found out, but it's just it's a very simple gameplay. You put down towns, you put down industrial, you put down residential, commercial, fire, you know, fire station, police department. You see little charts that are easy to explain. You have to set your taxes to the right branch. So they don't want to kick your ass out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's just it's a it's a simple game, and a lot of it's just watching time go. Like there'll be point. Oh, I don't have any money. Got to wait till a year. I get more until mm-hmm. you know I get more money. So we're just gonna sit here and wait. And yeah, then you get the it, It's another solid soundtrack too, which helps those waiting yeah. moments pass a lot this, easier. This is a game that I do remember the soundtrack. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also like. I was first introduced to the game to by another friend of mine who played, who had it. He had this one, he would play it. And I still follow his original idea he used to do with the power plant goes in the top of the floor, pressure your goals around there. Like, still would play that way. And it's a game that uh, a few years ago, before the podcast started, I put this on a tablet and I, and I actually was like, I'm going to finish this game. I would play it all the time when I, when I could find time. And... I played it so much, but I never did end up finishing it. Like I got to a point where I was trying to get the Megapolis and I found out, shit, I can't get the Megapolis because I didn't do things a certain way and I just could not get my population to keep going up. Mm-hmm. And I just had to quit eventually. But it's still, it's it's a lot of fun to play and if you haven't played it, I recommend it. Plus this version is the only one that lets you have a Mario statue and summon Bowser as one of the natural disasters. <laughs> yeah, it does do that. Did you know that there's a... Uh, Japan only sequel to this game on 64. No, I didn't. Me neither. So we're going to have to talk about that later. 
<laughs> wow, you have my attention. I'm sure it's been translated by now. Yeah, that's kind of what I was like. It's developed by Hal too, so yeah, we're gonna okay, look. Okay, so you know later. it's probably good then. <laughs> I just want to bring that up. And you got me. I'm looking it up right now. Is now that you mentioned it. Yeah, I'll probably cut all this out. <laughs> I'm not going to. But okay, that's cool. Hmm. You, you got my interest in something I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll pick another one from my list. One that I'm pretty sure you have never played, but I'm going to change that in the future. <laughs> Legend of Mystical Ninja for Super mm. Nintendo. That's another one I knew was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I have talked about this game off and on on the. Sh- I'm pretty sure on the show and off and off the air. It is a Super Nintendo. A beat-em-up style game platformer where you, it's part of the Legend of Mystical uh, Gomon series, which is the first one to come to America. It's not the first one in the series, but it's the first one that we got. And I, I don't know why I own it. I don't know why my parents bought it, but we had it. It came out in 1992, and it was a two-player beat-em-up, and it was something that we could play together. So me and my dad would run around, but in this game, some things are not like... It's not just go left or go right, kill everything. It's You have to go inside certain buildings and talk to certain people or buy a certain item, and... I don't think I either I didn't read very well and my dad didn't read or something at them because we took us forever to really get anywhere <laughs> in this game. It was simply it, by accident that we figured it out. And it kind of mixes up the gameplay styles too, right? Aren't there like giant mech fights? Not in this one. The Super or the 64 one? 64 right. one. I mean, it does mix up the style. There's some platforming. There's some little weird stuff that happens throughout the game. I, you can go in shops and buy items and money you can get a weapon where money is your weapon and stuff and i don't remember a whole lot of the games i have not touched it in years can you play radius in this one or is that the 64 one too 64 one (laughs) apparently i need to play that one that's the one that i know tony has played from hey i like that game that's probably what you're thinking of that's possible because he did he did a whole episode about that one but it's a, it's a great game it's a it's a game that i'm gonna make you play one day yeah that's one i actually (laughs) look forward to doing it was almost on next season, but I decided not to. Of all the games you threatened to make me play, I'm looking forward to that one. It's a good game. I mean, we won't be able to play two players, but one thing also amusing you had, you had you had a young kid and an old guy. I always made my dad play as the old guy. <laughs> so that was another thing that was fun. But it was just a it's it's a it's a really tough game. It has some very interesting boss fights, and yeah, you should. It's something that needs to be on the show, and you should definitely play it. All right, and what is another one of? Actually, I think we should do a collective pick. Another one, the collective next would be. And one that definitely deserves to be on this list. Super Mario World. One of the best games for the system? One of the first games for the system. It was also episode 84 of ours. <laughs> you were on that one. That was one of the first ones I did. I, I still love this game. I will never not love this game. Yeah, it's still it's still fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it is such an improvement on what Mario was at the time and just yeah, and you and Mario didn't need to be approved, but they did it, and they made it amazing when they did. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, Mario standard of super tight controls for your platform, and <laughs> something that doesn't seem to you know it's a hard thing for people nowadays. Oh, no, I definitely do want to play it again, even though I, I we only played it for the show. I beat it, but I, uh, it's a game I can always go back to. Never beat it legit. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, we got the we got the Bowser, and I couldn't get past them. Are we going to have to start a new series on the show where I make you play games without using save states? It wouldn't be much of a show. <laughs> I played this for an hour, then I died ten times in the same part. The game's over. Wow. <laughs> can't play all save states. <laughs> it, My wow. favorite memory about this game is when you beat Star World and it makes all the Koopa Troopas have little Mario heads for their shells. It's so ugly. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, it's adorable. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, a friend of mine who... 
had a sister who was really good at games and she played this game. And that was the first time I saw that. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I had never seen it before. And I was so confused and so like, I mean, like, how did you do this? Because I know if you get all the peach coins, you get, you you see stuff happen. I mean, there's so many different things that can happen in that game, depending on how you play it. Right. If you do everything or not. And I think that's so interesting. And again, it's so good. So good. <laughs> I like that it's, little moment. We just the little three second moment we just had that tells how polarizing our taste can be. It's, it's ugly. I hate it. And it's adorable. I love it. It's like back to back. Yeah, I don't. I, they creep me out with a mask. I don't like the peach coins are cool. If you get all the dragon coins, though, I do like that. The Yoshi coins. Sure. OK. Um, what is one of your picks? Oh, let's see. Here's a game that we've been talking about doing forever. It's Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse. You know, the funny thing is we've been talking about that for over seven months. Yeah, since I uh, longer. I think that was one of the first things we talked about when I started back in July last year. We still but, yet to play it. <laughs> this is another of those Golden Age Capcom Disney games where you play as Mickey. And the big gimmick here is he gets different costumes to give him different abilities. And it's actually the first of a trilogy of games. We got great... Damn, what the hell is it called? You have Circus one? Yeah, the Great Circus Mystery, which is the second one. And then we never got the third one here until ported to it was ported to the GBA way later on, obviously. Which, hey, uh, another game we'll be talking about soon will follow that same formula. <laughs> but uh, this one is God, I don't even know what to say about it. It's it's just. It's a pretty short game. You can get through it in about an hour if you know what you're doing. You get a wizard costume, which lets you shoot magic bolts, uh, the firefighter costume, which is the best in the series, and, and a bionic commando com- costume that Mickey shoots out a little grappling hook and swings from it. I, I have rented this game many times, played it many times, never beat it. <laughs> I have never went back and finished it, and I've been waiting to do it for the show. This came out in 1992. This is one my uncle had that I played it pretty much every time I was over there. And I no, I, I still don't own it. I've never actually owned this game. I'm surprised. Me too. And I don't this never get re It got released in Game Boy Advance, but that's it. It never mm-hmm. licensed. So you, it's one of those games that hey, play it any way you can, because it ain't coming yeah. back out anytime ever. Yep, more than likely. So I have another comment I want to read from Stephen King, the third. Soul Blazer, a super solid adventure RPG with clean graphics, awesome sound and music, a good story and just really fun to play. The best game Quintet ever made, I think. I'll be talking about that. And since you mentioned Soul Blazer, I think I should. That was also one of my picks that I, I want to mention. Uh, Soul Blazer is a game where you it's an it's an action RPG top down where you're a guy who comes from the sky and you have to. And the gimmick of this game, one is an action RPG, so you get you get experience when you kill when you kill enemies. But the gimmick is that you're as you're going through this game and you and you defeat portals of enemies, you un, you unlock villagers, or you unlock buildings in a town, and then the t- and you go to different towns. The town will start growing. You'll see new things will happen, and it's so cool to me. It is just so awesome to see it, and it scratches the itch that I that I have where to kill things and watch things, watch the <laughs> buildings appear. Yeah, it gives you a reason to take out all the enemies. Yeah, and it, I mean, you actually have to go back to different worlds and hunt things down to find enemies that weren't they, that you didn't have the weapon to kill them before to unlock other things. Mm-hmm. It's a great game. It gets hard, but it's a great, great game. Well, as long as we're talking about Quintet, I'll uh, pull out another one off my list. Uh, Robotrek, which is uh, one of the RPGs they published with Enix that wasn't 
from that trilogy. <laughs> Basically, you play as a little kid who makes robots and kind of like Pokemon, the robots do all the fighting for for you. But instead of just being standard turn-based combat, it's on a grid that you move around in, kind of like another game you'll be talking about soon. <laughs> I have always wanted to play this game. I have I have downloaded it, I have started it, and I have never gotten into it. It's some of my favorite sprite work on the system, too. Everything is super cute, and it's fairly short for RPG standards. It's like less than 15 hours, so it's... Okay. Yeah, it's definitely one that we're going to have to do on the show at some point. Hey, I'm okay with it because it's it's literally been on my list since I, fu- I first found an emulation. I don't remember ever seeing this cover. The cover wouldn't have grabbed me either. It's no. 1994, but it's just like a satellite is the cover. Yeah, that cover's not doing anyone any favors. It's basically the death egg from Sonic, and it's just... It's, Stupid? Yeah, in Japan, the game is called Slapstick, and the cover is just uh, the characters looking goofy. Like It's much more representative of what the game is. But uh, this is one that I've owned for a long time. I don't know how I came across it, but I still have my cartridge for it, and it's still a good one. One day. One day I'm definitely going to have to play it. Because mm-hmm. I it, it looks I love some Nintendo RPGs. I just I don't know why I missed this one all my life. Better Especially than for Paladin's guy. Quest. That I think I can miss. <laughs> yeah, you're not missing anything there. <laughs> no, and, and we're going to do another one from my list. Uh, a strange-ass one. That's only on here because I had it as a kid and I played it a bunch with my dad, Joe and Mac. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Joe and Mac is a two-player uh, beat-em-up platformer. Notice the trend here. Where you end up, you play as two cavemen. And the whole thing is you go through different levels where you'll fight cave cavemen and dinosaurs and stuff. And as the game progresses, at, at the end of each level, you go and you rescue, you'll fight a boss. And the bosses are, I think, really creative. I really like the bosses. And you'll rescue a, a pretty girl. And they'll kiss them, and they'll they'll, they'll get a kiss depending <laughs> on how good you did, and then they'll run away. And I just it's always and it came out in 1991, and I loved it. I mean, we played with we played with Game Genie, of course, which is cheating devices for the time because me and me and my dad <laughs> were not good at games. We would never have gotten through this. But I and then when you die, you turn into an angel. So sometimes what we would do is he would not be able to do parts. So I would he would kill himself, and I would do the jumping. He would just float behind me until I was out of it. <laughs> Man, it's like a precursor to the new Super Mario Brothers games. Mm-hmm. Where you just put yourself in a bubble. But you lose a lot of life doing that if you're not cheating. <laughs> but it, it, it's going to be on the show one day. It's as a mini or something. Because I just... The sprite work is so cool. And dinosaurs. And as a kid, I love dinosaurs. Dinosaurs were the best when I was a kid. Like this every is, kid. This is one I hear people bring up all the time when you talk about the best Super Nintendo games. It's still... It's another one I've not played. I've never played the second one, but I have played so many hours of the first one. We, <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't finish it. Like we would play it and play it and play it, and then all oh, we're done for the day. Okay, and then we play it again to some other point. And I don't. Mm-hmm. That tend to be a trend of that time where you just wouldn't finish a game. Yeah, it was back before every game that released had saves, uh, auto save or whatever in it. Yeah, but it's it's a really good game, and I, I now I'm, I'm watching somebody play it, and I'm like, man, I want to go back and play it again. I think it's a port of their. Is it was it originally arcade? I think so. Arcade or DOS. Probably, yeah, it was on Arcade. And then it, there's, all, there's three games in the series. It's the second one is called Congo Caper. Oh, yeah. Which is nothing to do with Joe and Mac, really. And then the third one is Joe and Mac 2. Naturally. So, that's not confusing. Not at all. I, I don't really consider it a series, but that's what people say. It's like I Bravely consider- Default. They did the exact same thing. Bravely Default, and then Bravely Second, and then Bravely Default 2. <laughs> 
But this is a game that really introduced me to some like just and also the bosses as they get hurt, they change their colors get darker or lighter depending on what you're I think they get darker and they really start to change. Like you can see that you're doing damage to them. You can see that you're murdering them. Mhm. Magical Quest does that too actually. Okay. Man, we need to play that one day. <laughs> Someday. And I think I should do another off the collective then. Uh, next one on collective is Super Mario RPG. Episode one of the twenty-five. What a great fucking game! It is such <laughs> a good RPG. I mean, it's such a good game. It's one that I I had the strategy guide for as a kid, and I and it, I remember playing it as a kid, and just I loved it because I love Mario and I loved RPGs. And here was my favorite company of all time, still is SquareSoft, making this game, and I never get tired of SquareSoft. It's definitely more of a SquareSoft game than a Nintendo game. Yeah. It's a Squaresoft game with Nintendo Paint. That is an accurate statement. <laughs> yeah, it's basically Final Fantasy, but they put Mario in there and they kind of dumbed it down a little bit. Not as much as another Squaresoft RPG, which I got a feeling we're about to talk about for long. Uh, at some point, yes, there's a few. <laughs> oh, no, I've been saving the, the, them for the last. The dumbed down one. Oh, yeah, that's on the list. Yes. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> And I want to read a few more comments from a different Giant Bomb group. Gave me a few. Gave me actually a lot of comments. So thank you, guys. Uh, first one from Sam Durgan. Uh, so many to choose from, but I'll limit myself to the one that comes late in this cycle. Super Mario RPG. The melding of the Super Mario universe into a square game was absolutely enthralling to me. Plus that OST. I could listen to the Forest Maze for hours. Mm-hmm. That was good for music, too. <laughs> Here's an interesting one from Brian Conklin. Unirachers hold a special place in my heart due to the time I spent challenging my cousins in it. That soundtrack is still solid. I love those games that aren't necessarily good games, but they hold sentimental value to people, and that's why they're their favorites. I think Unirachers is got got destroyed like it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's entirely possible. I think there was like a lawsuit or something with that game. I can't remember if I'm right though. I'm it's trying like, to find out, but as I as we talk, yeah, there was a lawsuit. And they were sued by Pixar for allegedly copying the unicycle design and concept from the 1987 short film Red's Dream. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that. So, yeah, that game doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but I was glad to hear that people like I like when people have memories that aren't just like great games, but games that meant a lot to them yeah. because of life. Uh, from Jorge Escobar, Super Metroid. It is the only game I've beaten more times than I can count. The music, sound effects, animations are all amazing. I think it's a masterpiece. Accurate. All right, here's one that you'll like from Carson Clark, friend of the show. Uh, Earthbound, one of the first JRPGs I ever beat to the finish. The ending was the best. That sounds like a good segue. Found <laughs> <laughs> us on the collective top 10. There's one that that's I... Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I made the collective top 10. Yes, like, that's why I, I wouldn't wanna, have been there if I did. I wouldn't have put it on there, but that is a true Nintendo RPG that uh, they made. Well, 8 made, but... Oh, man, it's just so it's still so super charming. And I started it mm, a month or two ago, just played through the first basically just the own net stuff and then stopped. But that's what you should do Just turn off the game. Don't play. No, it's great. (laughs) I'll still I'll still defend those battle, the battle sprites and it being the Dragon Quest uh, setup of your characters are just windows on the screen. But it's fine. The music is (laughs) that's why you. That's why it took me so long to play it. I didn't like games where I couldn't see my characters. Mm-hmm. Like in Dragon Quest, that's why it took me so long to play Dragon Quest games. Or, or I did beat Earthbound once, and I did enjoy it. I, I give it a lot of shit. It's a good game. Yeah, that's it's the reason why my wife has trouble getting into it too is because that old style battle system. I don't know. It's still super charming, and the music is fantastic. 
<laughs> so it deserves to be on this list. Yeah, it, it does. It's just such a love game, too. So I, I, mm-hmm. I can't argue with it. Even if I don't appreciate it, I can't disagree with it. There's... I'm going to read a couple more real quick from Raven Poplar. Dissenting opinion. The sound system on the SES wasn't great, and the reliance on lo-fi samples muddied a lot of the soundtracks for me. If there was a synth chip in there with a sampler chip, it would have been a game changer. But then you couldn't have ripped off Beatles song here Earthbound game if you if you could hear him better. You had to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that they did that. I, I mean, again, I love that Robo's theme is you're still you know, never going to give you up. I love that. I love how the Japanese did that. And you could do it because the chip wasn't the best. I mean, I had no problem with it. I mean, I love some of those old tunes. Uh-huh. And this one, I know neither of us have this on our list. I want to read this comment from Keith O'Dano. Rock and roll racing. Great soundtrack. Yeah. Exquisite gameplay. I love a lot the longer form games on the system. Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy, but this game I can I can and do pick up for an hour a month or so and have a goddamn blast. This was another one that my friend had that we would go in and make our own custom tracks and then put a bunch of ice puddles at the bottom of a ramp and the computer just couldn't figure out that they had to build up speed so they'd all get stuck at the bottom of the ramp. <laughs> we did that entirely too often. I can believe that. And from Daniel Melman, the SNES has some really high highs, but for action games and arcade ports, I think it was definitely the weaker of the two major 16-bit systems. It was built for RPGs and visual impact, and as a result, you get major slowdown on a bunch of its shooters and platformers. Gradius 3 and Super Castlevania 4 immediately come to mind as great games that the SNES simply could not handle. Yeah, I mean, mean, it's not super wrong. No. We hadn't really talked about, uh, I guess Mode 7 wasn't really in Castlevania, but we hadn't talked about Mode 7. It's in Castlevania 4. With the when the when the background moves and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I guess. No, we haven't really played a lot of games on the show with Mode Seven. I don't think we played some, but mm-hmm. I don't want to. I purposely stay away from them. So, and this one from Tom Storm. I this is a game I I need to play. I was obsessed with the first Harvest Moon in SNES. Wish it was affordable these days. I love a box copy. Have you ever played Harvest Moon? Oh yeah, I've played at least a little bit of almost all of them, but I definitely cut my teeth on that first one. I played it a lot. That was one of the first games I remember playing through emulation, and I just put, like, hours and hours into it. But these days, you can just play Stardew Valley and <laughs> be just fine. I want to play the original Harvest Moon. When I first got into emulation, a friend of mine who introduced me to it, he gave me a floppy disk with Harvest Moon on it and a few, a few other games. And, and, and <laughs> I've, It was a floppy, and I have never gotten around to it yet. I want to so bad, I just, I just never have. It's I have the ability sp- to. It's definitely a solid start to that that franchise. Here's a good one uh, from Gary Hotdog Suzlik. Sanrio World Smash Ball. I have no idea what that no. is. Okay, that sounds like a Japan only game. It does. <laughs> I know what Sanrio is, but never heard of the game. From from Aaron Lamb, Prince of Persia was my favorite on this console. I think it's the best version of the game. Best music, okay visuals, some frame rate issues if I remember correctly, and Goof Troop is a blast for two player fun. I play it often with my daughter. <laughs> Goof Troop's another one I hear bring, brought up all the time, especially when you talk about the best co-op games on the system. Yeah, same. And I only know it because a SNES Trunk talked about it, too. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that, he's like, you should play this. I'm like, hmm, you're right, SNES. I should play if, the SNES. If we ever do it on this show, it's going to be have, have to be the one. Oh, my God. If we ever do it on the show, it's going to have to be one we do in person where we play it actually co-op together. That might be a while. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Considering one of us lives in Minnesota, one lives in Missouri. Yep. But yeah, I'd be up for that. And from Brian Brown, Mario Paint is incredible. They packed so much personality into that package, unlike anything else on the system. 
I was hoping someone was going to bring that up. I actually <laughs> own that with the mouse. Uh, I lost the mouse a long time ago, but it's another one that I would just put on and tool around and play in the music maker and the, the little coloring mode and whatnot. Also, a great soundtrack for being a, a, a game the style that it is. I put a lot of hours into that game when I was a kid. So many hours. And from Shannon T. Hope, Ken Griffey Baseball is really good if you like baseball. It has a home run challenge that I remember playing a lot. Goo Troop is a fun co-op game where you play as Goofy and Max. I have wanted to play. I played King Griffey Jr. when I was a kid. My friend had, and he would bring it over, and he'd play through a season every so often. He'd never get through it because, you know, it's a season of baseball. But mm-hmm. I remember he always would play it and try it, and, and I used to like watching it. And I and I always told myself that when I start Twitch streaming, the first game I want to do is King Griffey Jr. do a whole season. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just I want to do that. Yeah, that's definitely another one I hear brought up all the time when it comes to sports games, which I guarantee neither one of us has on the list, but that no. one, NHL 94, NBA Jam, they're all games that I dabbled in, but I'm not a sports guy, so they're not you know, good enough to make my list, I guess. And here's here's another one from Andrew Wielander. That Sanrio World Smash Ball. I've had them all and yet to play a Zelda game. Priorities. What the, okay, I gotta look up the Sanrio World now. <laughs> people mention it in the same group it has my attention yep it's a japanese only game mm-hmm. but you, you can play translated versions of it what is it <laughs> the description says action pong interesting so that's that's all i i okay snatch drunk did a video on this at one point in one of his videos it's yeah it's like a pong game where you verse somebody else from with sand real characters huh it actually looks pretty cool okay <laughs> you play pong as hello kitty Hey, there's lots of other people in Sanrio too. Sanrio has so many weird ass characters. There's a there's a whole documentary of toys that made us that talks about Sanrio and Hello Kitty. And my God, there are a lot of characters. Oh, I believe it. If you think Marvel has a lot of characters, you don't know what Sanrio has. <laughs> Woo. They got they got nothing to Sanrio. I feel. Do they have a big encyclopedia that has them all in it though? Probably in Japan, yes. <laughs> Here, no. All uh, right, I think we should go back to our list to read some more from there. So I'm going to do one of mine from the list. Final Fight 2 is the only Final Fight game that I had as a kid, and I put so many hours into that game. I would, it was a great pick em up and play that I would play again, a game I'd play a lot with my dad. And we would just, he always had, he, he always liked Hagar because Hagar was the big guy. So that was the person he'd like to play mm-hmm. as. He always thought the other characters were stupid. And being a, being a, a teen, an idiot, I would never play as the girls. I don't want to be a girl. So I'd only play as Carlos. <laughs> I think Carlos, the guy in the blue with the sword. And I just, I played this game so much. We used Game Genie, of course, and we beat it. We'd beat it and just go back and play it again and play it again. It was so good. And I, I, I love this game. It is my favorite of the three. And I, I have played all three since I'm older, but two is still my favorite. I've seen so many beat-em-ups on Super Nintendo, and I'm starting to think that the only one I ever played was Turtles in Time. Yeah, that could be a possibility. I mean, that, you know, something the way I know you, I could see that. Because <laughs> when it comes to... 16-bit beat-em-ups, the ones I think of were Turtles in Time and Streets of Rage series, which I played the hell out of, but that's another list for another day. So, yeah, we're going to have to go back and play some of these, especially the Capcom ones. We we, we have been slowly. Yeah, that's true with the Capcom beat-em-up collection. collection. True, true. Like Captain Commando we played, that will not be on this list. Mm, no. <laughs> or Sonic and- Blast Man. Yeah, not a good game. Uh, so what's one, another one from your list? Another one from my list is another Enix game, Brain Lord. <laughs> Why? Got a feeling it's not on your list. It's fine. Don't, don't knock it till you try it. I have tried it, so I will knock it. 
<laughs> it very much wanted to be a Zelda game, which you can tell immediately from screenshots because it's another top-down, you're swinging your sword at monsters. But the thing that always stuck out to me was the puzzles were kind of cool. And you got little characters called... Crap, what the hell are they called? Okay, while well, you're looking that up, I lied. I never played this. Lagoon was the one I was thinking of. I played oh, Lagoon. Oh, Lagoon is... I, not play. I tried Lagoon. It was garbage. Lagoon is butt, where you're swinging your toothpick at enemies? No, no thanks. Yeah, Brain Lord, was... the cover turned me off, so I never got around to it. Yeah, it's another Enix game. That, that cover is not doing anyone any favors. It's just a castle on a floating trunk of rock. And as I'm watching the video of it, they, they completely use one of the sprites from Illusion, a guy of the skeletons on the ground, in it's an enemy as you kill him. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but you get little familiars, familiars called jades that, as you kill enemies, they drop little XP balls that the jades will get and level up alongside you. This looks pretty cool, actually. Huh. It kind of reminds me of Chrysalis for the NES, like a newer version of that. Never played that either. That eh, one's hard to go back to, but it's also good. And yes, it's hard to go back to, period. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, this is one that's going to be on the show someday. Okay. Um, again, you'd get another one off my list that I've been meaning to play since I found out what emulation was. I'm sure that was the only way I ever played it, too. Yeah, I'm sure it's not a game that <laughs> was easy to find. Mm-hmm. And it came out in 1994. Okay. And I think we should do another one from the collective. Uh, probably one of a game that we did cover on the show before. Mega Man X. Great, great game. Episode number 85. My favorite Mega Man game, I think, of probably of all time at this point that I played that I played so far. That and two. This might be Mega Man X is better than two. It's just such a good game. And it doesn't kind of punish punish you with, with the difficulty like X2 mm-hmm. does. <laughs> Which is nice. Yeah. I mean uh, that I think that was our biggest problem with X2. We just got beat we the game beat the shit out of us. And we mm-hmm. don't like it. So Yeah, this is <laughs> uh, not happy. Friend of the show, Bill Tucker's favorite favorite game of all time it dethroned super metroid so we had a lot to say on that episode it's not coming to mind now but it basically took the Mega Man formula and kind of up the ante it made it more actiony than even the Mega Man series was already go check out that episode we we talked about it for over two hours <laughs> i believe so, that's all i'm gonna say because it was long as hell mm-hmm. all right i want to read a couple more comments from the I watched the ent- entire Orbital 2 replay group. Uh, first one, because I always like reading the first ones, from Blake England, friend of the show. He was on our RE4 episode. My favorite console. Could write a book on the games for that thing. Mine is Secret of Mana. It bundled some of the best aspects from different titles, real-time combat, RPG leveling systems, glory, and all-time soundtrack. Cooperative playing was so far ahead of its time. Whenever I think about Super Nintendo games, it always makes me think of Blake, because he's the person I probably talk to even more than you about about this era of games. Which is surprising. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know how much I, know, I know how much we talk. <laughs> and I know he's afraid of Bla- Brain Lord, too, so hopefully okay. we can get him on that episode someday. I can try. And from Lucas Adams, Sinesh with my introduction to gaming. While Super Mario World obviously stands out as a game that took so much of my time and still love to this day, I want to talk about Mario Paint. We had a copy at my grandparents' house, and it was the oddest, most fun game. Obviously, the painting was fun, but the standout was the music creator. My cousins and I used to have so much fun trying to create music in, in that mode. I wish it would make a comeback in some form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of paid homage to it in the Mario Maker games because a lot of the buttons that you use in that are from Mario Paint. Oh, I learned something new again. <laughs> and this one from Nate McKellen, also a friend of the show, was on our Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon episode. All right, let's talk about the best 16 platformer on the Super Nintendo, which is Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy Kong's Quest. 
That's I don't believe that. Okay, I I hear that argument all the time, so I will I'll allow it. Um, the game starts off with a brilliant pun, one that is so subtle many didn't learn of it until years later, myself included. It subtly shaped my love for puns. <laughs> Technically, yeah, the music it's... is so freaking good in this game. Every track is a banger. David Wise knocked it out of the park. Third, the levels are so creative, so much fun. A fantastic game that doesn't get as much love. I think he's talking about the title. It's not Diddy Diddy Kong's Quest. It's Diddy's Kong Quest because he's going oh. looking for DK and it's a conquest. So <laughs> kind of. Okay. <laughs> They knew what they were doing. Uh, here's another one from Matt P- Pickleton. DK's T- DKC2 is the greatest NES game of all time. The graphics, the music, the gameplay, the level design, the collectibles, and secrets all coalesce together into the best 16-bit game. 2D flat- platform ever made. Rare will always be god tier to me because of that trilogy. Banjo and GoldenEye slash Perfect Dark. Yeah. Okay. And I think I should read another one from my list here. Now, this is a game that I have been trying to get on the show for years, but I've not done it yet. Super Mario Kart. This is I, I'm not a fan of racing games, as anyone who's listened to the show probably has noticed that there has not been one racing game on this show. I don't care for them. They don't they aren't my thing. But Super Mario Kart for SNES was a game that I just loved and I still do. I haven't played it in a while, but I'm sure I'm still gonna enjoy it when I go back to it. It came out in nineteen ninety two and it's just such a good little game. And I always as a guy who loves Yoshi, I always played as Koopa when I played this game back in the day. That was Me my go to character. <laughs> I think he's like the best average character or something. Because I know they yeah. have hidden stats that mm-hmm. the game doesn't tell you. But I, I love this game. I, I bought it multiple times on Wii, <laughs> like an idiot, on my Wii Virtual Console. But it's mm-hmm. so good. It is. I, I, I need to go back and play it again for the show. But it's such a good game and highly recommend it. Yeah. And stop if you heard this before. This is another Super Nintendo game with a great soundtrack. <laughs> I will stop you. I have heard this before. <laughs> And someone else thinks like like me, Stephen Ballard, Mario Kart. So many great memories with my aunt and uncle. I beat my aunt fair and square, but I'm pretty sure my uncle just met me, just let me win. I miss those days. So I see That's other people good. love this game too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it kicked off a whole franchise. And this question I have to read from friend of the show, as we just talked about, Phil Tucker, <laughs> Mega Man X. But you already know that mm-hmm. everything about that game, from the visuals to the music to the way it feels in your hands, is top tier. If I have a, if I, if I have, if I have a spare hour and feel like a retro game, Mega Man X is where, where I turn. Close second is Super Metroid, followed by FF6. Unfortunately, he's wrong there. But okay, <laughs> you can't do a whole lot in an hour in Final Fantasy VI, though. You can enjoy the intro music. That's fair. It's weird to hear you compliment music. At certain games from a certain era. <laughs> from Alan Petrozzi, Earthbound, Everlasting Charm and Personality. Accurate. <laughs> I'm going to read this this one from Matt Clark. This is cheating, but my favorite was using the Super Game Boy to play Pokemon Red and Blue. <laughs> I was going to bring up the Super Game Boy later as a, like an honorable mention thing, because it definitely needs to be talked about. It lets you play Game Boy games on your TV in color, kind of. Oh, it's wonderful. It's how I played tons of Pokemon. It's how I experienced a few different Game Boy games. I, I loved my Super Game Boy back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain games like Donkey Kong had a little borders built into the cartridge, so when you put it on the Super Game Boy, it put it in more more closely actual color. That was the sentence. Have you ever and, played uh, Donkey Kong, Land? Not Land, no. That's the Game Boy Color ones. Right. Game Boy ones. Sorry. Yeah, there's man. They really like that series because there's those and then they had the GBA remakes of their country games. Mm-hmm. Lands are different games that kind of look right. like the originals of what they're based on. But they're actually they have some levels are the same, but then they get really weird in, in different parts where they're completely mm-hmm. different games. That's cool. So it's not just the same game. 
Yeah, it's it it has elements, but then you have like you go to the clouds with flying pigs in the first one. Okay. And you go to a city. Neither one was in Donkey Kong Country, so it's something that I've always wanted to play. Hmm. We will have to look into that. Just never got around to it because it's Game Boy. Mm-hmm. And it's ugly as hell. <laughs> yeah, those pre-rendered sprites don't really stand up on the, the little Game Boy screen. No, and they tried. <laughs> but they're bad. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to say about Super Game Boy? Not really. Uh, damn, I don't remember how you do it. There's certain borders where I think if you leave the game, sit for a while, little animations to play. The only one I remember is one that's like a checkerboard and one of the squares would lift up and little army people would come out and walk around the screen. I never knew this. <laughs> it's pretty cool. All right. And why don't you read how many? Why don't you read a pick from your list? Yeah, I got three left. It looks like we got three left on the collective. Yep, I have three left. So I'll get my last weird, weird one out of the way. Super Adventure Island 2, where if you like Zelda 2, you will like this game because it's kind of cut from the same L. It's not like the other Super Adventure Island games where you run to the right and catch fruit to keep your life meter up. It's actually uh, an action RPG kind of thing where you're going out across these multiple islands and you're getting equipment, you're getting armor and swords and magic spells and it's it's a very different game. It feels more like one of the Wonder Boy games than it does old Adventure Island games, which that whole twin series is a whole mess. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but this one is it's, its own thing and I'm kind of surprised they never really came well, back to it. You were you you brought up a dormant memory that Super Adventure Island 2 is actually part of the Monster Boy series, I think, right. but they use the same name and then they split or Yeah. It's something it, weird like that. There's some kind of licensing thing. Where they had to change names and whatnot, and then they copied each other's games. It's weird. I can't remember all the stuff about it. I just know there. I you, you brought up a dormant memory. Yeah, <laughs> it's something like that. But this one is absolutely. It's it's definitely solid and worth checking out. I've always wanted to play it. I think I may rented it, but I didn't like Super Adventure Island, so I might have stayed away from this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Super Adventure Island is really hard and not good to me. Yeah, it's so different than the rest of the series. But, yeah, it's always been on my list. I've, I've heard about it many times because it looks... I love action RPG platformers type stuff, so... And uh, it's got a great soundtrack, so... <laughs> it's past that point for me to ever care. <laughs> I, I, If I wasn't playing as a kid, I can't care about the soundtrack now. <laughs> are we are we down to all RPGs? How can you say that? You really think my last three are just RPGs? My God. <laughs> my last two are RPGs and the last three collective are all RPGs, so... <laughs> I'll well, one of my picks. Of. Uh, so another one of mine is Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Uh-huh. I knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I I adore this game, partly because I played it a lot as a kid. And it was just, it, it, it's not a hard game. It's considered a RPG for babies, is one way to put it. Uh-huh. But it's a great game. It is so, I had played it a couple years ago on my phone. I just had so much of a fun time going back to it. And I was on the, one of the, well, on July's, what are you playing? I talked about it because Kendall had started playing it, and it made me. And I was so tempted to put it on my phone and start playing it again. I'm like, no, stop it! You don't have time for that. <laughs> but I wanted to. It's just, it's a game. I think I love it because of all the nostalgia for it. It's an old school RPG that likes to hold that holds your hand a lot. And it, oh yeah, but it's, it's a fun game. Very simple story, but it's a very good game. Sometimes you do just want a very simple game where it's not going to tax your brain in any capacity whatsoever. No, and uh, sometimes that's. The soundtrack bears mention here because for the game as mediocre as it is, it has no right having such an awesome soundtrack. My God. I, I don't remember the soundtrack. Oh, man. Yeah, look it up after this because it's 
It's got some rocking tunes for, for such a baby game. I know I listened to it back in the day because I didn't have a choice, and I know I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. But it's been so long. Well, this is a time when I had, you know, I know, there weren't podcasts. There wasn't other stuff. It was actually, I just listened to what was there. Those days have passed. Up. Yeah. <laughs> and what is your, what is one of your last three? Uh, I've got two left now. Okay. So then we'll go to Collective then. Uh, and the one that went left in Collective, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. It's a game where when I was so I've been working at a working at a store and they had it and they had a speaker playing their own music and Link to the Past music would come up and as soon as I just hear a few you know parts of that song I'm like Link to the Past I can tell you where it is I'm just like oh man you know as a guy who doesn't really love soundtracks as I said many times <laughs> on the show I love Link to the Past soundtrack game came out in 1991 it is so great of a game I. I played it so much when I was a kid. I loved it. I played it for episode 50 of the show with special guest Jeff Court came on for Game Informer mm-hmm. at, at the time. But it, it is such a good game that God, I, I, I love it. I, I want to play it again for the show. I just want to play it again anyway. When me and my wife first met or not first met, but early on, like first, like, let's say four months of dating, she was in the hospital for like a week. And I remember bringing her and she had a laptop. I remember putting emulation on there and I'm like, here, play Legend of Zelda Links in the Past. She didn't care about it. But <laughs> she like old, she like old platform, like quack shot. That wasn't, this wasn't her game. I remember putting it on for her. I'm like, this is a great game. And I was sitting there just playing it, just sitting there with her, just playing it for just, just because I could. I remember the nurse walked in like, and he's like, oh, you're playing Zelda. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I never did finish that, that playthrough, but it, it's, it's such a good game. Oh, it's fantastic. It, Almost made my list for a completely different reason because I kind of refell in love with this game more recently with the big push of randomizers in games. This is the first. (laughs) This is the first one that really blew up, and it's cool to just the randomizer will just uh, randomize the chess content, so anything could be anywhere, and basically you're playing the same game but you play it in a different order, and it. I'll read a couple comments. For first one from Tristan Case, probably a link to the past. First Zelda game I beat and one I still go back to pretty regularly. It's kind of wild how much of the Zelda formula formula started with that game. Yeah. And let me see. I know I have others that I've been re- overlooking. <laughs> uh, from Cameron Fulkenberg, a link to the past. For more interesting, I love Poppin' Twinbee. Game I've never played, but I've heard yeah, of. Yeah, I've heard of that. Uh, from Curtis Willer Jr., Link to the Past. It was the first game as a kid I beat without Game Genie. Good job, man. And Super Mario World was the second game. Used to sit on the, my dad's lap when we played the original LLZ, and then I used Game Genie to beat it in Link's Adventure. Anyway, take care. Where can, where can I listen? You can find us at Games My Mom Found wherever you get your podcast. One <laughs> word. And last one I'm going to read about Link to the Past from Brighton Jenkins. The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. I play it nearly every summer and never gets old. I played it with my brothers growing up and just keep revisiting it. Likely my top five games of all time. Where it belongs. Uh-huh. It's not in my top five, I don't think. But maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's a little crowded up there. There's a few games like Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI. They have to be up there no matter what. But Yeah, save it for a few minutes from now. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> are, we, are we ready to talk about Squaresoft? What do you mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not like my last four picks are all Squaresoft. My last two picks in the collective are Squaresoft. You one have two picks left, Yeah, right? one of my last two is also Squaresoft. Sure, what is the one that's not Squaresoft? The one that's not Squaresoft. Wow. The one that's not... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Let me take that from the top. The one that's not Squaresoft is Lufia 2, Rise of the Sinistrals, which might be my favorite RPG on the system. What? And I know that, that cuts through you like a knife to say, but... What's this wrong? I mean, I've never heard a more wrong opinion before. <laughs> oh, I man. I've never played Lufia 2 all the way I, through. I love this game. 
Like, it's just a standard RPG, but for one, it introduces the best side quest in all of RPGs with the ancient cave. And it's 99, it's basically what a roguelike within the actual RPG game. It's 99 randomized floors you go through and start at level one, no equipment, and you fight enemies, gain experience, find chests, whatever. But every so often you'll find a blue chest that has a treasure that you can take with you out of the cave and then you can start the cave with it to help you get further and further. And the soundtrack is great. <laughs> But I, I know a lot about Luffy 2. It came out in 1995, but I have never played it for some reason. One, I didn't have it as back in the day. I had I played Luffy 1. I think I played a lot of Luffy 1 when I was a kid. Uh, Luffy 1 is rough. I played through it once but just because I, I own this. And unfortunately, my battery in it died a long time ago, so I can't save anymore. But Aww. but after playing it, I went back and played one through emulation. And it's just it's not nearly as good. Okay, so actually, Luffy 1 is the one that begins with them killing the Sinestros on the island yeah. where they die. Okay, yeah. I've only played two one. Two is I've actually never... a, a prequel. Okay, I've never played two. I don't know why. I've heard, I mean, I love RPGs, and I've heard everyone talk so much, but I've never played two. Yeah. You get... It kind of does... God, what's a series? I don't know. Final Fantasy Adventures is what's coming to mind. I can't remember which series that's part of. Is mana. that Saga? Is it yeah, Mana? Uh, oh, no, yeah, you're right. It's Mana. Because uh, yeah. you get different items that help you solve puzzles in the overworld, just like... Ooh. Mana, are you Legend get... of Saga? Yeah, right. Yeah, thanks Square for all these crappy naming conventions. <laughs> because they didn't <laughs> make stuff would sell. Yeah, well, they just threw Final Fantasy on it, and guess what? It worked because I actually own Final Fantasy Legends One and Two and Three because of that. So it worked. I have Legends Three. I like that game. You can eat me to turn into. It's fine. It's just a product of the time. Young Mike played it on many air, played it on a couple different airplane rides, and did not enjoy it because he could never figure it out. So I have anger towards that game there's a ds remake of three that we never got that i want to play on the show sometime okay i'd do it you know i would mm-hmm. all right i think it's time we're down to our last well last five games games. they are so i'm gonna go with one of mine from the collective or not collective but from one of mine final fantasy 4 this game is i love it and hate it at the same time i've only beaten it once all the way through because my god is it hard <laughs> and long. It is a long fucking game. Came out in 1991 originally. I I knew it as Final Fantasy 2, as many of us did who grew up in North America and from Nintendo, because that's what they named it, because, you know, why not? Yeah, speaking people. of their naming conventions. It, but it's it does have a, it is a great game. It's a game where it kills off characters as you progress through the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or they shouldn't say kill. They get injured. They get hurt. They get turned to stone, and they're okay at the end. Yeah, he jumps off. He just jumped out of an airship with a bomb attached to him. He'll be okay, I promise. He'll wake up in a room <laughs> later. He'll be fine. He's got plot armor. I mean, there's another guy who locks himself in a room that blows up a whole tower, but he'll be okay, too. He'll wake up in a bed and, and with some fairies. He'll be okay. But it is such a good game. I mean, I haven't played it in years. I don't remember all of it very well. I just remember that it took me years to finally get through it. And I actually had bought the Final Fantasy IV Complete Collection for PSP and was so excited to play it and play it again and play the the new stuff. But that came out in 2011, and I have yet to do that. <laughs> And I did go back and play this game at one point during the show on my phone. Like, I'm going to beat it again. I got midway through and I just lost all interest in playing it. So how much I love it, I can't go back to it. This is another one that I've started many times is have never beaten. It's super long. This seems like a good segue to get my last game out of the way, because my next one is Final Fantasy V. But why? Go through the trilogy, because I love job systems and this game nails that quite well. 
don't associate this game with Super Nintendo. I associate this game with yeah, PlayStation this, 1. What I referenced earlier, we didn't... Oh, yeah, it was on PS1. Uh, yes. I don't know. That's how I, I have, first played it. I have the, the GBA version of it. But it did come is, out through Nintendo first. It just didn't come to America. Right. Yeah. Which is why this is part of the, them screwing up the naming conventions. No, we got uh, Mystic Quest instead of this. Yeah, because they so. thought we couldn't handle this. They thought this <laughs> game was too hard for us. Which it's not super it's difficult. Yeah, it's fine. You just got to know what you're doing with the job system. and You can basically break the game if you really wanted to. But it's not as hard as three, which was the first one to have the job system. I have Actual never played three. three, the original three. <sighs> Three's tough. Like the, even it, I think the DS version even made it even harder. Why? I don't know. I don't know. It's a hard one to go back to. But I actually got it for like Christmas or my birthday from my girlfriend at the time bought it for me for DS. And I've never, never gotten far. But five was the first one where they really started getting creative with the sprites. Because like four still has the little 16 by 16 sprites, whatever. No, I think they're smaller than that. They're, Not they're important. Small, four. Yeah, but they really get more animated in five and then even more so in probably the next game you're going to mention. <laughs> so uh, it's it's still one. It's definitely one I got to put on the show someday just so I can finally beat it. I'm OK. But I need to do it, too. So, OK, I was wrong. Apparently, how long to beat Final Fantasy four is twenty three and a half hours. Final Fantasy five is thirty two and a half. And Final Fantasy six is thirty five. Yet I swear five took me like 50 plus and four took me 50 plus. I get bogged down in five because because of the job system is I'll Same. sit and grind for entirely longer than I need to. Yeah, I did, too. I remember <laughs> I was watching somebody's dog. And they just wanted me over in the house with a dog. And I remember I brought my little TV. I had a little black and white TV. I hooked it up, brought my PlayStation 1, hooked it up in their in their, uh, in their porch, their three-season porch, and sat there and played Final Fantasy V. It was leveled. I remember doing that for hours just because I had, uh, you wanted me to, sure, I'll play with the dog. I'll sit here and pet him and play my Final Fantasy. <laughs> yep. Things I did in life that I forget yeah, about until well. we talk about it on the show. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'll, I'll, we have two left in the collective, so I'll mention this is a game that's always been tied for me as number one game of all time: Final Fantasy three slash six. One of Must, the, hmm? might as well go in order: four, five, six. Yeah, sure. <laughs> one of the best games ever made. It's one of the best cast of characters. Just so fucking good of an RPG. I mean, the game that talks about suicide on Super Nintendo. <laughs> like, I mean, not a lot of games do that, but I mean, I didn't catch that when I was a kid. But I look back and go, oh. <laughs> Like it's, I mean, Celeste pretty much commit, tried to commit suicide in this game, uh-huh. depending on how you do things. It's such a good game, and we will be going on and on about it, hopefully, for episode 150. Well, <laughs> I, I uh, adore it. It's pretty dark, too. Like, Kefka mm-hmm. being one of the, the greatest video game villains, he poisons an entire town, and you basically watch one of the inhabitants cope with the fact that his wife and son were just poisoned and died, like, right in front of him. It's, whew, it's, he does not handle that well. Nah, but you got to suplex a train after that, so. I never do that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you play games wrong. It doesn't live long <laughs> enough for me to do that. And I actually have two comments from Six I've been holding off on, but now that we're there. From Joseph Gilligan, Final Fantasy VI for sure. Kefka was just such a fucking asshole. I love all the side characters and the story they wove in some of the most memorable areas for me. The Opera House, the Ghost Train, when everything gets flipped to the Dark World world of ruin it's all just so damn good <laughs> some of the fighting elements that were added like saving blitzes uh setzer's nonsense it all just clicked for me mm-hmm. yeah, cast wrong. characters is really solid yes 
And another one from friend of the show. It's been a while, but Emmett Malcolm. Final Fantasy VI. I love Mario World Link to the Past, but FS Six has the quality where just about everything in the game I look at and go, that's rad. From the pixel art character sprites to the way the music sounds, every detail just has perfection baked into it. Again, nothing wrong. There's no no fault there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the soundtrack is incredible. I actually love the soundtrack of this game. Mm-hmm. Because I grew up with it. It's, again, another one of the ones that I grew up with, so it means more to me. And it has always stuck with me. Understandable. And from Andrew Burns, Final Fantasy VI, one of the strongest casts ever in a game of awesome moments, including some of the greatest in the history of gaming. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've never beaten the GBA version all the way through. Like, I tried the extra stuff at one point. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, that's Elemental Dragons, I think. I couldn't. I tried, but when you make me have to use the whole team, I'm upset because I don't use the whole team. I just have my favorites. <laughs> like, I level up everyone, but I don't want to use Gaul. I don't want to use some of those characters. No. Just give me my team. Uh, he can get pretty broken if you use the right rage. Mm-hmm. I've just never liked him. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a couple months. Yes. And that brings... What is your last? Uh, my last game was Final Fantasy V. I'm actually done. Oh, well, I sh- that's what I get for counting. Not very good. <laughs> All right, so we have two left, so I'll save the collected one for last. So I'll do mine. So my last one that I've been saving is a live a live for a game that most people go what the fuck is this well there's an episode about it good chance yeah already up so we'll go listen to that Uh Uh, live a live is a a square soft rpg that came out in 1994 that never came to america that i found out through emulation there was a website called qualityroms.com which doesn't exist anymore and they had a bunch of roms just just a few they just had one that they write a little review about they liked and this was one of they had on there and this game was like i was like what square soft i never and i I, I love this game. You play as, as different characters in different times in history, and it is just so cool. It's such an interesting little game on a grid battle system that I'm going to be starting to play here in the next, hopefully, couple hours. <laughs> it is nice, a nice change of pace. Like, the, the battle system is kind of weird to me at first, but it is nice to not just have the standard turn-based battle that you get in so many other RPGs. And before and, we get... To, yes. Uh, yeah, real quick. This was the one that I was referencing during Final Fantasy V. This is one that has super animated sprites. Basically, they did what they did between Final Fantasy IV and V and just tripled it because everything everything's so expressive in this game, especially during the, the caveman chapter. I love <laughs> it. And there's naked butts all over the place. There are butts. You didn't get to the part where you there's um there's a piece of armor you can get in one of the chapters. It's uh, a girl's panties you put on your head as, as a helmet. <laughs> awesome you have to do certain things to get it you have to go check a washer and he's like oh it's her it's somebody's panties or her her panties and you and you can equip it that's funny i think she gets mad at you too if you will talk to her if you have them equipped i can't remember for sure <laughs> nice i'm sh- i mean again uh, there's one in our game that and do you have any honorable mentions uh i didn't i didn't really uh i had the super game boy that was pretty much it okay i have two games I want to mention. One, Bahamut Lagoon is another Squaresoft game that never came to America that I didn't, it's a, like, it's like Final Fantasy Tactics, like, it's a, a strategy RPG type game with dragons. And if anyone knows me, I fucking love dragons. <laughs> i never beaten the game. It's long, I think, and I got my ass handed to me in it when I played it a long time ago on a keyboard, because we didn't have a, <laughs> a controller, and me and my friend didn't. And there's one funny part where there's a, something happened, you go to, you go to a town, and there's like, this one they're like, he became a man. He was already a man. It wasn't until later go, oh, they had sex. Okay. And there's a couple there's there's a reference like blowjob too in the game. It just has like weird little stuff. I'm like, yeah, no wonder it didn't it, that wouldn't have flown in America. Weird. It's, but it's a good game. It's a very good game that I, I will put on the show someday. 
And my only other one to mention is Harley's Humongous Adventure. <laughs> you ever played this? I think I rented that once. I own this. I don't know why, but I, I had it. It is a it is a it's a platformer, a 2D platformer mm-hmm. where you have to go and you get shrunk down because he has a bad experiment and you get you have to find little weapons that like little balls and little thumbtacks or your weapons and nails and you fight bugs and you're trying to get parts that get yourself big again. Yeah, it's Jeff Cork's favorite trope of little guy in a big world. Right. I, I love this game. It came out in 1993, and I just remember having a blast playing it a lot as a kid. I cheated, of course. I never would have seen the end of it, but it was a good game. There are probably a couple more that we should mention. Otherwise, I think people are going to be mad at us, like the Breath of Fire series. But I just, I never played, so I don't have any experience with it. I, I played it a little bit multiple times and never got anywhere. People have been trying to get me to do Breath of Wild. Breath of Wild. Breath of Fire 2 on the show. And I'm just like, I, RPGs are hard mm-hmm. when you do a weekly format. I think the Game Boy Advance versions make them a little more accessible. But uh, the other ones I was going to mention are Secret of Mana slash Evermore. Evermore you don't need to mention, but OK. It's cool. it's fine. I actually own that. It's it's not bad. <sighs> I own the guide. I had the guide for it at one time. I never owned the game. <laughs> I used to buy players guide for games just because oh, yeah. I like guides. I've got the Chrono Trigger guide and I never owned the game. I had the guide. I think it's lost the time, unfortunately. Uh, speaking of Chrono Trigger, you want to talk about our last game? I have one more honorable mention, actually. Oh. <laughs> this is actually not mine, but someone from the sh- from the group, one of the groups, a Wesley Dawn, Star Fox. I couldn't get past the second stage oh, for the yeah. longest time, and only my dad could beat the game. Then one day it just clicked and I beat the whole game and accidentally discovered the alternate pass too. I have so tried. Many- playing Star Fox before. I'm like, oh, it's a quick game. I'll just go and beat it for t- in an hour. I can yeah. never get there. So many first-party Nintendo games. Like, F-Zero is another one that we just completely glossed over. Yeah. But that's racing. That's not our thing, so... No, not it is not at, at all. <laughs> not one bit. <laughs> so I, I can't really mention it. Mm-hmm. But I will mention that. So our last game that we the collective that we put is episode 100 of the show. One of my, my favorite game of all time. Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. There is not to me a better game. Like I will, I will never not love this game. I I hear this music and I just get happy. I love this music. It came out in 1995 and it is just so good. I would say probably three or four out of every five top Super Nintendo games you pull up, this is going to be number one. Either this or Final Fantasy VI. Yes, both deserve it. This this is just it's just a, it's such a classic game. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we could go on and on about this for a couple hours like we did in episode 100, but two hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those games where we really don't need to sing its praises because everyone, everyone knows it. And if you don't, you can go back and listen to that episode. Please do. <laughs> it needs more downloads. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's everything that we need to say. Or do you last things you want to say? I don't, I don't think so. Super Nintendo is pretty great and it's definitely an RPG powerhouse, so. And that's why I loved it so much, because I love RPGs. I still do, and such a good system. I mean, I still think it's it's probably my favorite system of all time, but that's a big because of nostalgic. Mm-hmm. I didn't play the, I played the most 360 games, probably have any system, but this, yeah. that's one that really stuck with me. Someday we'll play Ogre Battle. I need to. <laughs> I always look at a list of like top NES RPGs, and I played most of them, but that's one of the ones I've been neglecting for years. Mm-hmm. I, I neglect uh, strategy RPGs like Front Mission, another one I played a little bit but never got far. Yeah, RPGs are hard, like you said. Hard when you do a podcast every week. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's some idiots I know that do podcasts every single week and record two to three episodes a week for some reason. <laughs> I 
All right, so I think that about wraps up this episode. And if you enjoyed this, please go check out a lot of our other episodes. Yeah. Don't have anything else like this, but... We have top tens. Yeah, there are top tens. Top tens are the closest thing to this format. True. Don't always come with crank cans. But definitely go check out our top tens. Check We do game episodes. We've covered a bunch of the games that we talked about on full episodes. So definitely go check those out. Dig through our library. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon. It only took a year, over a year and a half, but we have a Patreon. You can go right on to, I think it's patreon.com slash games my mom found, or just go click on the link in the show notes. As for us, a little dollar, you can vote in our monthly poll. I'm not sure. I don't remember what the poll is for this, but go check it out and go vote in the poll. <laughs> There's always a monthly poll now. You can go do that. You can help shape what we're going to cover on the show. It's help, you help create the show and you help fund the show. And I don't, and then the fun is also the, the, it's paid for <laughs> instead of fight me. So thank you. And I want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Tony from ZP Bite the Bullet, Song of the Cool Kid Squad. Definitely go check him out. Check him out. Use the link in the show notes. I want to give a shout out to our buddy Bill Tucker, who's done the MCU, so check all those out. He also started his own podcast, A Gamer Looks at 40. You see a link in the show notes. Definitely give him a check him out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube. It's just the audio format, but it's there. And it's a great way to always help the show. If you don't want to spend any money, is tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell anyone about games my mom found. Help spread us. Spread us like the plague. <laughs> wow. Uh, like all right, so we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.